0: Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and today we play Soth, a game of cultists versus investigators. Soth was created by Steve Hickey, a Kiwi, or an Aussie. Honestly, we haven't been able to find out, but either way, yay for TTRPGs created in Oceania too! We exist! Woo! Anyways, In Soth, players take on the role of cultists in a small town, trying to summon a dark god. If the players complete three additional rituals, Soth will rise. But the question that must be asked is, can they successfully conceal their murderous crimes from friends and family? The creator describes Soth as a mix between Breaking Bad and the stories of H.P. Lovecraft. And honestly, the more we played it, the more accurate we found this statement to be. Also, we hope your holidays have started and that you're getting some much-needed relaxation. 2021 has been a year, and I'm pretty sure you all deserve it. If your holidays have not started, hanging there. We really hope they come to you soon so that you can get some of that much-needed holiday cheer. And alcohol. Perhaps not in that order, but who knows. So, put on the clothes that you reserve for worshipping the Elder Gods. No, no, no use hiding it. You know what I'm talking about. And let's jump right into the episode. Oh, no. Hello listeners, welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. We are going to, we're actually preparing to play Soth today with an all Kiwi cast. Um, We've got a familiar face, or in this case, voice, in Josh. Hello Josh, welcome back.
1: Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be back. I had a lot of fun uh, with Kids on Bikes. I even went out and bought my own copy. Ah, Um, And I'm excited to be back and playing with you again. Yeah, we're excited
0: to have you back. Do you have anything to plug for us at the moment? like anything? Oh
1: yes, absolutely absolutely i'm sorry i'll, I'll put my plug head on again um <laughs> hi everybody hi everybody my name is josh k i am the host and uh gm of blame the game master you can look out for our thrilling episode of lost things a prelude adventure to beyond the Witchlight, um and it's going to be really fun i'm excited oh that is exciting
0: nice we'll move on to michaela welcome back michaela it's been a while it's been a while hello
2: yes it has
0: do you have anything to plug tell us who you are tell us what you are?
2: Yeah, so I'm Michaela. I am a composer and sound designer. And at the moment, I've been working on a game called Her Gentle Highness. It's a visual novel. And it's being released in early 2022.
0: Successfully kickstarted as well, if I recall. So congrats yeah, yeah. on that. Next we will move on to Isabel. Hello.
3: Hi. How's it going? Good. Auckland has uh, just been released as of yesterday. Not into the rest of New Zealand yet, but into the bars and restaurants. So it's all very exciting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tells a lot about how our lives have been at the most.
3: Oh yes, yeah. It's it's actually quite overwhelming. Actually, after months of not being allowed to, I'm like, we can do what now? We can go where? Yeah, yep. <laughs> inside.
1: I want to go where the people are.
3: Oh no! <laughs> I do not want that. <laughs>
0: Get them away! <laughs> people
3: are gross.
0: <laughs> TTRPGs, everyone. Yeah, exactly. The chaos is real. Do you have any? you want to plug for us, Isabel?
3: I think it's too early to plug anything just yet. Hopefully, I will have things to plug in the future.
0: Of course, of course. Fair enough. That makes us very curious and very excited. Hmm.
3: But um, you can always follow me on Instagram at Isabel on Insta.
0: There we go. I think that's all we have, right? Like that's that's all where are from.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: oh. Erin, you you kind of I missed you there.
4: <laughs> I was wondering how you would ignore me this time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Erin. Hi. How are you doing?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Also, happy to have been released from lockdown and maybe head into a fun summer, a fun and safe summer, Mm -hmm. double (laughs) vax summer. Yes, a double vax summer. Um, I think it's probably too early to announce any things that may or may not be happening for me next year. But yeah, do follow me on Instagram and or Facebook at Erin O'Flaherty Actor to stay updated with any projects that may be coming up.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, my fellow, fellow cultists, or I should say, you're the cultists, and I am the keeper in this game, in this game called Soth. So the first thing we're going to do is create our setting. In order to create our setting, the first thing we choose is the time period. So we've got three time periods, the 1920s, and 1950s, and the 1980s. One major change we're going to do to the game is change the setting, the location, to New Zealand even though it specifies America so as a group uh, what do you all think
4: yeah 1920s is very early New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bit too early. I was thinking of 1950s just because I feel like we haven't really done something set in that era, but I'm also okay with 1980s if we want to do something a bit more modern.
3: Yeah. The thing to remember about New Zealand, I guess, is that 1950s would actually be the 40s and 1980s would actually be the 70s in terms of culture Mm. and like what had arrived
4: in New Zealand. Like in terms of technology and stuff. Mm,
3: Yeah. Or even fashion wise and stuff. I mean, isn't New Zealand usually about a decade behind? Yeah. Yeah, right
0: not for lack of trying will not you
1: <laughs> um I actually yeah I quite like the 1950s I think that there's certainly value in limiting the amount of technology we have available to us
5: mm.
1: and yeah. potentially those who would look to out the cult <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah <laughs> yes
1: totally if someone was just like let me get my ridiculously oversized cell phone and call somebody about this <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah Josh <laughs> yeah, long game thinking through thinking through yeah <laughs> oh <my
3: God. laughs> (laughs) Yeah, and pretty much no forensic science in the 1950s, so
0: that's convenient. True. That is true. Okay, the 1950s it is. Yep, sounds good. We live in a town, obviously, and this town has a population, 3,000 individuals. So it's a pretty small town, more or less. Mm. What part of the United States scratch New Zealand Uh do the cultists live in, is the next question. So North Island, South Island, what are we thinking?
2: Was Waiheke Island a thing? Oh! (laughs) In the
0: 1950s. Oh my God. Aww.
3: Waiheke Island, apparently in the 80s at least, kind of thing was is absolutely wild. Really? Like, so many just weird people on Waiheke, apparently <laughs> in the 80s. I don't know about the 50s, but...
1: I mean, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i right. the Waiheke Islands, yeah. It's a perfect place for a cult to sit up. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing Waiheke
2: Island? Yeah. Excellent. Do we have to change the name or is it fine to just... Waiheke well
0: in Waiheke Island we'll be naming a town very soon oh yeah okay, okay yeah. again the book gives us a few towns that we can choose with notable features instead we are going to create our own town so listeners this is additional to the game we're just uh, we're trying to ooze out as much as we can get from our players you know take all that creativity away and use it so what, let, let's let's start with the town's name and a particularly notable feature about that town
1: I for one have never been to Waiheke Island uh I, I've <laughs> and now just on right. the tourism site. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting an idea. It's quite the, small.
2: Uh...
3: It is small. I have been, but like now it's very like rich people and stuff. But yeah. at the time, it would have been like, Hard to get to, and so like hippy dippy types and people who want to live off the grid could move to Waiheke yeah. Island.
0: I don't let historical accuracy like, like wear you down. I should say that because the mm-hmm. town we're going to create is fictional. Yeah, cool.
1: Okay, okay. Not to jump ahead a little bit, but um, the character that I wanted to play was someone uh, by the name of uh, Benjamin Carruthers, mm-hmm. and this whole idea of it being kind of a place where uh, people who want to get off the grid <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, would move to. I would love it if perhaps one of my forefathers was one of the uh kind of developers or founders of this town oh. at, at least the um feature could be like a, a statue of of him perhaps yes yeah yep. uh, and and Carruthers, Carruthers. Uh, does anyone want to perhaps like come up with a name for him and then we can kind of mold that into the town name uh, you know yeah. like they do like you know when you claim that kind mm, of right
3: right right colin Carruthers.
1: colin Collinsville?
3: Collinsville Collinsville that's not a
1: place in New Zealand is it <laughs> <laughs> it's a different
2: <laughs> different Collinsville if it is so it's fine yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of keen to have the town based near a port mm. so that we can kind of easily have like other people coming or going if we need to that's yeah, awesome cool
0: yeah we will we will have a link of this map this hilarious map for you um, in the description in the show notes so each of you can take on adding a feature and we can go around
4: yeah cool near the statue. You, I would like to put a community center.
0: Oh. What do people do in this community center? A community
4: center is for town meetings, local elections, and probably hosts like recreational activities as well. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I reckon there's a big well
3: mm-hmm. where everybody gets their water from.
0: <laughs> like, That's the only source of
3: water. <laughs> I well, yeah,
5: <laughs> I mean it's
3: not a big town. It's three probably. It's
0: three thousand people, just for context.
3: Like obviously there's rain, you know, and people can catch yes. rain. But like there's also a
0: well. Yeah,
2: yeah. It could be the most accessible well for the town.
0: So does Collinsville not have plumbing? That's the question I want an answer to. Oh, I'm sure
2: they have. Plumbing? Probably a plumbing.
3: Because oh, if they had plumbing, they'd have run in water. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean that they necessarily use the well so much. It's True, more that yeah. it was it was set up and there now is a well. And people sometimes like to go and, you know, take some water, like play in it. Like it's not the main source of water, it's just there's a well i yeah. like
0: that no no no. I, I do like that yeah and it
2: opens up options for some culty activities yes. <laughs> yeah
0: and michaela
2: i'd like there to be a dense forest to the north mm-hmm. uh, oh. with lots lots of mysteries and it's largely unexplored yes
0: <laughs> we can name it the the forest of mysteries no one knows what it's a mystery of but we just call it a forest of mysteries yes
1: yeah i figured um, that the carruthers estate is kind of like a almost a uh, it's a conversation piece of the town like it's up a mountain you can kind of see it perhaps from the town and it looks very regal very large um, and just beyond the forest of
2: mysteries (laughs) (laughs) but I imagine you don't go
0: through the forest of mysteries
1: no 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 I imagine that there's like a cool road or something like that you can take
0: oh I should mention so the setting is 1950s Christmas so whoops
3: (laughs) oh it's already Christmas
0: awesome so now we start with our character. character creation most of you already have an idea of your characters and that's great please note that as you're creating your characters you will be creating side characters as well and as you're creating your side characters you will inevitably be creating locations for example if you're a librarian then there needs to be a library somewhere feel free to add that to the map so I'm going to give you a sheet and this is the sheet where you will all be recording the information about your cultist at the top left, you have a score called Clarity. Clarity measures how difficult it is for your cultist to seem like a normal person. If you have a high clarity score, that means it's more likely that your cultist will reveal something about Sot to the people outside of your cult. Your clarity score doesn't have to have an impact on how you portray your cultist. There are rules on your character sheet called the Mask of Sanity, which will basically take care of that. The Mask of Sanity rules gives you things that you must say or do depending on your clarity score when engaging a supporting character in a lengthy conversation. If you fail to stick to the Mask of Sanity rules, bad things happen. Well, good things for me makes sense so far mm-hmm. okay so now you'll choose what sort of roles you hold in the cult which one of you holds the tome of soth the holder is kind of like the librarian of the group uh, or honestly really whatever you want to make them but yeah and erin you said you wish to do so
4: um are you okay with me being the holder of the tome of soth
1: absolutely i think that makes the most sense
4: yeah excellent
0: good. and the next part is your cult is a leader they choose who performs a sacrifice for each ritual they can also take more injuries than the rest of you. One Once per day, the leader can give one cultist a single order they must obey. Which one of you leads the cult? At the start of the game, it can't be the same person as the holder of the tome.
4: Who wants to be the leader? I think Josh should do it. I think Josh should do it too. (laughs) The descendant of (laughs) the founder,
0: I mean. Oh, that's very appropriate, Josh.
1: you see, no, I didn't read that I have to tell people <laughs> to sacrifice people.
0: No, no, no. To, to clarify, you don't choose the person who gets sacrificed. You just choose the person who will do the sacrificing.
1: Oh, very good. Yes, oh, no, no. I, I can see, live I with see, that now. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: outsourcing, yeah. Essentially, you, you're you not doing the sacrifices. You're just outsourcing the sacrificer title to oh, somebody else. So please note, you're allowed to steal the tome and you can chain your cult's leader with a vote or by murdering them. There is a maximum of one vote per day, there is no maximum number of murder attempts. For the leader and the holder of the tome, you have a clarity of 1, so please increase your clarity to 1. Everyone else, you don't need to mark anything down, you have a clarity of 0. Next you'll choose a reputation and an occupation for your cultist. Does your cultist have an excellent reputation in the town, an average reputation in the town, or a seedy reputation in the town? So if you have an excellent reputation, your uh, occupation should be something like a judge, a town elder, mayor, priest, sheriff, doctor, wealthy farmer, or dilettante. A normal reputation would mean an occupation of a psychiatrist, shopkeeper, asylum warden, teacher. And a seedy reputation would mean an occupation of vagrant musician, somehow grave digger, janitor, labourer.
4: I have an idea for my character, since you said the holder of the Tome of Soth is kind of like the librarian of the cult. I will be a librarian in uh, the town of Collinsville. So we'll need a library. (laughs) So average reputation. Yes. Yep. And I will add in the library.
0: Anyone else have a thought? I think, Josh, you may have a thought considering you're like a great, great descendant. So what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, well, um, I actually think this is um, kind of fun. I imagine that I might have a um, bit of an excellent reputation within the, uh, the township. Now, I don't think that I would be in necessarily a position of authority within the eyes of like the the township hmm. but kind of more of like a local celebrity so perhaps like um as a dilettante yeah, yeah i would you know spend my time hosting perhaps like charity events or something at my forefather's homestead or something like that oh yeah like, i'd have people come over and be like hey it's the party downstairs we do sacrifices mm. though so
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. is the town
1: invited or only the important people just I think it's um, part of my role is to maintain that I am part of the well-to-do crowd. So mm. I imagine that for the most part, it would be those who are able to kind of contribute monetarily um, to like the economy of like uh, Collinsville. Of course. I think probably secretly, I'm not as rich as I might let on.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. So McCannon and Isabel, what are you thinking? Yes.
2: Um, I want to be a naturopath and a <laughs> carer of a community garden because I feel like that would be a good way to disguise having like dried herbs oh, and all these tonics and nice. things that
0: would put you with a seedy reputation are you okay with that yeah okay yeah cool
2: because I imagine there's actual doctors yeah <laughs> right
0: where is your apothecary located Michaela
2: I want it to be just outside the forest oh, nice yeah, for sure yeah.
0: add it in uh, Isabel
3: I want to work in a pub slash inn slash bed and breakfast oh. i was just looking up prohibition in new zealand apparently up until 1967 pubs had to close at 6 p.m
0: what? oh yes yeah. Wow. yeah
3: anyway that's where i want to work
0: where is your pub located uh Israel? i imagine like in the heart of like somewhere that a lot of people can make it and that sort of thing
3: yeah totally um so i guess well let's have it be yeah in the heart of the town Totally, let's do that.
0: Awesome, so do you host any illegal after hours drinking sessions for anyone? Is that, is, is that like a thing or are you more of the buy the books? Speakeasy. easy.
3: Yeah. Speak <gasps> speakeasy? Oh uh, Well, I mean, listen, given that it's an inn as well as a pub, mm. if anybody's staying there, you know, after the pub closes, if they're wanting to have a little bit more fun after the public's gone, <laughs> that's something that they can do and I won't stop them. I won't, I won't not take their money. Yeah, 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 nice. I mean, it's,
0: it's only fair, right? Mm-hmm. Who are you to say no to those thirsty individuals who are in much need of your services?
3: Exactly. And you know, if some of the townspeople are also in the know about this, then maybe they can join. Awesome. My reputation would be average, would it? In a pub?
0: Yeah, innkeeper, yeah. Average, yes. The last, or one of the last things we need to do is your name. So what are your names? Mm. What was your name, Josh? I think you're the only one with the name
1: so far. It's Ben. Benjamin to those who don't know me, or maybe perhaps Benji to my friends.
4: Oh yes, Benjamin. To the mm. to
1: the elite few. <laughs> of course,
0: oh yes. Benjamin Crothers, Benji to friends.
3: I think my name is Dotty Stone.
4: Dottie, for Dorothy? Uh, My name is Kathleen Wilbert, or Kath to my friends.
2: Oh, oh, okay, I'll be Sage.
4: Mm. Oh, nice.
2: Um. What's a good surname to go with Sage? You don't have to have a last name. You could just
3: be known as Sage.
2: Yeah, it could just yeah. be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like sounds that. good,
3: actually. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So now comes the fun part of creating your relationships. Uh, listeners, we're going to be creating a supporting character diagram, a relationship diagram, if you will. And we'll have this in the show notes as well, if you're interested. So in Soth, anyone who isn't a cultist is called a supporting character. And while in the game, you can add supporting characters as well. And sometimes I will add supporting characters. And so this network of relationships, this relationship diagram will keep expanding as we play. Okay, to start off populating our town, you'll each have to create a supporting family character. For everyone who has a CD reputation, so basically just you, Michaela, Mm -hmm. you'll be given six choices of what kind of family connection this could be. For those of you who have a excellent or average reputation, you're given four choices. So let's take a look at these choices and pick and choose. For our listeners' benefits, I'll go through them very quickly. So for CD, you've got married and living with your partner, with or without children, living with your parents, widow or widower with children, siblings in town, divorced with children, and an unmarried sex partner.
2: Um, I wanna be married to my, well, I was gonna say married to my partner, but that's a bit (laughs) redundant.
0: (laughs) For excellent or average, we've got married with or without children, live with parents, widow or widower with children, and finally, in a long-term relationship.
2: My partner's female, by the way. Her name is Myrtle. Is that fine in
0: this? (laughs) Yep. This town is somehow, somehow void of discrimination. Nice.
2: It's Waiyigi, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all types here. Um, Benjamin, yes. can I make Myrtle your sister? Ah, sure. Somewhat
0: disowned, I guess. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> do you want a lover? <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I don't need a lover. I've already got to take care of a husband. <laughs> um, so I have a husband whose name is Matthew Wilbert, and I think he is the local pastor or local priest. Are you happy in your marriage? I think I think the marriage is kind of like oh yeah it's fine because it keeps my cover, keeps appearances up, but really I don't I don't really like him okay at all so no i'm not happy in my marriage (laughs) your husband i think comes to the pub eh, you reckon yeah probably oh actually maybe he doesn't because he is um he's the local pastor so he's he's a pious man Ah. (laughs) okay
1: is he decidedly boring
4: (laughs) yeah i think he's definitely boring yeah i love that (laughs) okay in that case maybe
3: maybe matthew doesn't like me so much Mm because i have once again decided my characters are jewish um which is going to be be interesting for a Christmas episode
1: (laughs) And I I like the kind of um, the idea that within the realm of the cult as well where we are just like accepting like this is just like the Christmas stuff is for the the normies for the normies (laughs) to keep up appearances with them yeah Mm so
0: the next step is to create an obligation for your characters so each of your cultists has an obligation which is something they have to do every day for a specific person this does not have to be the person that you have like a relationship with your obligation could be to your job or if you're unemployed to your community to your friends to your family and if you don't you know fulfill your obligation every day it draws attention and causes concern Um,
2: my obligation is seeing patients and they can pop in whenever so i'm usually just at the the apothe- ap- apothecary. <laughs>
0: apothecary, okay. Is there a particular uh, individual that uh, visits you daily as well? Like somebody who's a regular? Yeah, I'll think of something.
1: Um, okay, so yeah, my obligation at the moment is to kind of family life and keeping up appearances. So I'll perhaps take my dog into town and kind of just say hello to everybody, uh, strike up a conversation about like, you know, how (laughs) I'm definitely helping the town. Oh, you need money for repairs? Tell you what I can help you with that uh, sort of thing.
0: If I were to summarize your obligation, it would kind of be keeping up the facade with your family and your employees and that all of of that kind of context.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, okay. And Isabel, was yours attending to the inn?
3: That's right, Um, I mainly make the breakfast Part of the bed and breakfast.
0: <laughs> Sounds great.
3: And serve alcohol as well. Yep,
0: yep. Awesome, so now I'm going to hand over the reins to Erin who is the uh, holder of the tome. So Erin, if you uh, take a look at your tome guide thing.
4: Okay, so we are going to decide what the tome of Soth looks like. Our cult has deciphered the tome of Soth. It contains all of the rituals we need to summon Soth. If you possess the tome, which I do, you can also summon a supernatural servitor to do your bidding. So, I will ask each of you a question about the tome and you choose from a list of options. Josh, mm-hmm. how many people wrote the tome? A single author, a single family adding to each other's work over generations, or a single authorial voice but written over many centuries and in multiple styles of handwriting?
1: Oh, that one sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I really love the idea of different handwriting over time mm. but a singular voice. Cool. Uh, is there, like, Like, this was handed down through generations, but it is one specific voice writing this book. Yeah, let's go with that.
4: All right. Isabel, what language is the tome written in? A dead language? Esoteric and abstruse late 16th century English? Or your choice of language, but its style is legalistic and painfully precise?
3: Oh, I
4: mean, if it's written over multiple
3: centuries, can it not have been originally written in multiple languages? And I suppose the translation is English, though. It's not one of the options, though. I'd pick one, huh? Um, Then it's written in a dead language, I say. Dead language. Okay. Do you want to specify what the dead language
4: is? Or... Aramaic? Is that dead? I should look that up before I offend somebody. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Michaela. Why Mm. is the tome difficult to read? It's covered in thousands of nested footnotes and contradictory annotations. It's a unique work of art filled with visual and verbal puzzles, sealed pages, foldable sections, and hidden compartments. Or your eyes refuse to focus on the text for longer than 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the second option. Unique work of art. So, next question How large is the tome? Pocket sized? large textbook sized or an oversized folio of loose papers you need to hold in two hands
1: um i i i don't think it should be like a little pocket tome.
3: i like the last option that like it's like loose bits of paper
4: because it's been written over centuries anyway so should we go with an oversized yeah. folio of loose papers, and that kind of helps
2: with the whole like um, artwork.
4: Yeah. Aspect. And the final question: What is the most notable thing about its cover? The rotting leather, the blood stains or that it's unsettling for no discernible reason. Ooh. I'm liking the last option. Yeah, I think the cult takes good care of it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's rotting le- leather. Yeah, how do we feel about unsettling for no discernible reason? That is very Cthulhu. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, definitely,
1: <laughs> I definitely like that. It gives it that kind of like ethereal, uh, intimidating, uh, mm-hmm. supernatural feeling.
0: Yeah, cool. So, your next step is to determine where the temple is. So, where is your temple so the group can discuss? And what stops it from being discovered like pretty immediately?
3: Mm. Okay, secret passageway in the library you have to pull out a specific
4: book yes (laughs) Yes. and then there's the devil that could be fun
1: yeah no i i I like the idea that it's somewhere that we will all like at one point in our lives frequent Mm -hmm. like it's not too suspicious if any of us are going to the library yeah for whatever reason yeah true i have kids you know maybe i do story times on the weekends or something like that
3: yeah okay so like secret secret doorway in the
4: library then yeah cool yeah Secret bookshelf doorway
1: Secret bookshelf
0: doorway, noted so, you're saying the only way to get in, the reason why it's not found out is because it's a secret passage doorway?
4: Yes. And I'm also going to say it's in the restricted section. So, actually, only librarians are allowed in there, technically.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. For our listeners' benefit, I'm going to get everyone to summarize their relationships as we've added quite a few. So, Erin, um, do you want to start?
4: Sure. Uh, we've already heard of my husband, Matthew. It's my main relationship. And my boss at the library, Doug McMahon. Uh, I also have. have parents Letty and Dougal Doherty and uh, my in-laws Verity and Paul Wilbert who usually live in the neighboring town are currently visiting for Christmas.
0: That is awesome. Let's move on to Sage. Mm
2: -hmm. So I am married to Myrtle who is Benjamin's sister. Sammy is a fisherman who is one of my regular patients. He comes by every day. There's an elderly woman in the town. She is a retired turopath and basically I've learned everything I know from her. I have a cousin whose name is Theo and My estranged parents live off-island and also have a cat called Hazel.
0: Brilliant. Isabel, Dottie.
3: I live with my parents, Rose and Lenny Stone. We operate the local inn slash tavern together. I have Ephraim Brown, the mayor, who is a customer and a friend at the, the local pub. Sage helps to supply various fruits and vegetables for the inn and pub. And I also have a secret lover whose name is Izzy. Reeves uh, that my
0: parents don't know about awesome and last but not least Benji Benjamin
1: my relationships uh, expand to of course my dearly deceased wife Rosemary Carruthers who passed away under mysterious circumstances (laughs) (laughs) we have two children together Thomas Carruthers and Bethany Carruthers and of course our family dog Skip Jeeves, the butler, will often uh, tend to the house that we live in, the Carruthers estate. And of course, I'm also longtime friends with Ephraim Brown, the town's current mayor. We were school friends. And yes, also uh, Sage is my sister-in-law. So now
0: we're going to begin the first part of the game. You're about to perform the first of four rituals necessary to summon Soth, also known as Yog-Sothoth. As a group, you'll figure out how you want to do and how it went. So I'm going to give the holder of the Tome of Soth a handout so, yeah, take it away.
4: Okay. The first ritual to summon Soth, the lighting of the way, had to happen urgently at midday at the temple. Oh, good mm-hmm. times. That means we had to abduct the victim we're sacrificing without making any preparations. Which one of you helped me abduct them? Any volunteers? <laughs>
1: Not I, said Benji.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I could. <laughs> or well. Oh, well, I guess we could abduct one of the guests at the inn. Oh, yeah. <gasps> good idea a traveler they won't be missed <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah let's let's do that dotty helped kathleen abduct one of the travelers who's staying at the inn and brought him to uh, him her they what do you reckon him 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 yeah brought him to the library at midday for our impromptu ritual
0: what is his name
4: richard richard
0: richard <laughs> cool
4: so in line with that i had to take the victim some from somewhere where i could have been observed so that was the inn Cool. Each of us needs to answer this question. What did you do during the abduction or while traveling to the temple that could have drawn attention to yourself? I mean, just
3: the fact that I'm walking with a man mm-hmm. as an unmarried woman. True. <gasps> what am I doing?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, everyone else? I would say that Benji's role in this is kind of the uh, adjudicator of like uh, these events. I'm I'm the one standing there in the hood, waving his hands while you, you know, talking about how important this thing is. So I would have been doing the setup. So during this entire time, I think I would have had to have driven to the library with bags filled with ceremonial robes.
5: Ah, <laughs> and yes. like,
1: perhaps like a, the, the knife, which is in a very like ornate box or like whatever, like all of the things that you would need for some kind of supernatural ritual. I'm the one who brought them. And therefore, it's weird that he's bringing big duffel bags and this ornate box uh, into the library. Yeah. Sounds good.
2: Mm. I'd say that I would always draw attention to myself being a seedy person Mm. in the town, but maybe something particular is I. Carry a box on my back with like salves and herbs and things, mm,
4: which is weird that you're taking that to the library. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have a chance to make sure before we did the ritual that my boss would not be at the library. So I think <laughs> what drew attention to me is that I had to like send him on an errand to go to the the next town to pick up a book order, which is non-existent. Okay. Each of us needs to answer this: Who did you have to ignore? or disappoint in order to kidnap the victim what's your close or personal connection with them so i was meant to be cooking lunch for the guests at the inn
3: and i had to sort of sneak out and be like oh mom and dad i'm gonna go do something else right now they weren't very happy with that mm.
2: um, i would say sammy one of my regular patients popped by and i had to hurriedly close up shop and send him away. I
1: have, we have not come up with a name for it yet, but I imagine that Christmas Jamboree or whatever this event is, is quite a big deal uh, and takes a lot of the input of like Ephraim Brown, the town's mayor. And I was meant to have met up with him to kind of discuss the planning, uh, how things were going to operate. But of course, I skipped that meeting, Mm. which is important to both of us.
0: Where were you supposed to meet Ephraim Brown?
1: I would say perhaps somewhere in town as well and i don't think like if anything i would have had Jeeves call in to say that you know to cancel the meeting like, i wouldn't have done it personally the master crew others apologizes and cannot make it and like not give him any reason and yeah perhaps there is a kind of cafe or something in in town that we were meant to meet or somewhere near the statue brilliant
4: I'm going to say that sometimes Matthew likes to come into the library to get my advice on his upcoming sermon and I had to send him away today saying that I was too busy. So how I transported the victim to the temple, I feel like Dotty. What what would you have said to to Richard to get him to go with us to the library? Oh gosh, I don't know. Hold on.
1: just So I was just thinking that you mentioned very earlier on that this, there was like a kind of prohibition thing happening. Mm. Like town is going to shut down at five. Mm. But of course, someone who's coming in from like outside of town, who's like mm. wanting to like experience the high life, wants to know like you know are there any kind of secret party spots? are there any like yeah. like places i can go to drink and you would probably be the person in the know
3: that's right so even though it is midday i'll be like look i'm gonna be busy later so i'll take you now and i'll show you where you can go for the
4: secret party spot oh, yeah. yeah 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 okay so i reckon we we're just walking him there that just looks like a normal walk like we don't tie him up or anything yeah yeah so keeper what went wrong en route?
0: Yeah, so I think what happens is that you, cat. Kath- you told doug that you had to urgently head off and to pick up a order of books that needed to be picked up from an like approaching town unfortunately doug forgot the list and he was heading back to the library when he happened to spy on you with two other individuals entering the library right after you told him to leave Mm -hmm. what's going on okay so that's the consequence of essentially what happened cult leader i gave you just now a handout
1: now I'll choose one of you to make the sacrifice. <laughs> <No. laughs> Who wonders? Uh, you know what? I think choosing who's going to do the sacrificing is just as bad as killing the person. So. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> my mind blown uh, i am going to say that because both kathleen and dotty were uh, the ones who were to bring the person over i'm gonna say that it was sage's responsibility to make the sacrifice mm-hmm. so sage i choose you are you the victim's friend or their lover
2: <laughs> those are the only options those
1: are the only options
2: you
4: could be like a visiting friend yeah also maybe we've actually said like oh yes sage is gonna be be here we're gonna have a drink <laughs> cool you know?
1: um well in that case uh because you're making the sacrifice sage uh you may have one clarity mm-hmm. and in regards to that everybody anytime you murder someone you may add one clarity okay. <laughs> keeper what were the sacrifices last words
0: despite the brief tangent where you realize that sage knows the victim this does not put a spanner into the works you proceed as planned despite the urgent gathering you're all relatively confident and as sage does the deed richard takes a final look at her his eyes sharpen to a glaring point accusing sage and all of you he opens his mouth his last words through gritted teeth i'm not alone as Sage does the deed and he falls down, limp. Brilliant. So your goals are to advance the cult's plan to summon Soth and prevent your crimes from being detected. But I'll be playing people who are trying to figure out what's going on and want to stop you. They call the investigators. If you make a mistake, I'll very happily take advantage of it. If you want, you can play a cultist who is obviously evil or irrational, but that'll make it easier for you to fail. The more you behave suspiciously, the more power I'll have to stop you. So, the evaluation of crimes is done by asking six questions and determining how well you did. I'll go through them with you for the first time, mainly for the listeners and just for you to understand how it works as well, but only just the first time. So, was it a perfect crime? No, definitely not. In no way or form was this a perfect crime. (laughs) However, you do not gain any suspicion. So, the next question. Could someone clever figure out the crime? I think... There's not enough evidence just from what people saw to figure out the crime. So I'm going to say no. Fortunately, someone clever can't figure out the crime just from what's going on. The next question is, was there a loose end? Yes, there were quite a few loose ends. So that's two suspicion added in total. Was the crime obvious? I don't think it was. I mean, like, who would think that this is obvious? It's a very unorthodox way. You've chosen a traveler, uh, like, you know, somebody who's not in the town as well, somebody who won't be missed. I don't think it's obvious at all. Is the crime obviously linked to one or more of the cultists? That is a yes. It will be linked, unfortunately, to Dottie because mm. it's a traveler. That's where travelers stay, go, that sort of thing. If anyone wants to find out what happened, the immediate person mm. to question will be Dotty. So that's plus five suspicion. Whoa. And finally, was a cultist caught red-handed? None of you were caught red-handed, fortunately. So in total, you are start off with seven suspicion. How do you feel about
2: that? <laughs> no, that's, um, quite high. Quite high. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, is this out of a <laughs> hundred? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the context we're looking at here?
2: <laughs> yeah, all the different tiers that. So. Uh, things.
0: uh, Yeah, to explain to all of you and to our listeners as well, suspicion works like points for the keeper. I can use these points to buy things. For example, for one suspicion, I can get an investigator to show up somewhere inconvenient for the cult. For eight suspicion, I can get an investigator to find the temple, and so on and so forth. Okay, so moving on. So you've just killed somebody, everyone. They are in the basement of the library that you're all in at the moment, in broad daylight, while people are... In the library. Oh. What do you do? How do you deal with this consequence? What do you do with the body? What do you do with like everything that's going
1: on? I think, and out the gate, this might be the most dangerous thing to do. <laughs> out the gate, this might be problematic. But Benji uh, has been working around the clock uh, setting up for this party. So, of course, he's been collecting materials and Christmas stuff. And, of course, at some point, we're going to need to get a tree for the house. Mm. So I'm thinking that I came prepared with a perhaps a body bag or something. Yeah. I'm the one who drove like, down here with like all the gear. A big Santa sack. Yeah, a big kind of like a Christmassy Santa sack. Heck, maybe there's some tinsel in it that I can just inconspicuously <laughs> leave popped out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to like pile this on with a whole bunch of other Christmas gear and just drive my way on back to my house or rather past the mysterious forest and I'll dispose of it somewhere inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. Great.
2: Right.
0: Are all the other cultists happy with this? Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. I'll say that I brought along some pine needles and I've like spread it over in the bag so that there's a nice fragrance.
0: So I'm going to give you guys a bone and tell you a few loose ends that you can you should probably deal with. One of the major loose ends is Dottie. Who's in charge of the inn at the moment? Is it closed? Is it
3: No, my parents are running it at the moment.
0: That's good, that's good. So they've they've taken care of it. Yeah. Next is Kat. What do you plan on doing with the loose end of your boss, um, having seen you coming back?
4: Oh, so do I know that he's seen me?
0: Like, you're aware that people have seen you upstairs, I suppose, is more accurate.
4: Okay, so I know I know that he's seen. Yeah, can I ask for suggestions? This
0: is open for discussion. You okay, can have yep. this discussion in character or out of character. It is up to you.
4: Okay, so I think while, while we're all together, then I'm going to say... I think Doug spotted us while we were walking to the library with, uh, what's his name?
1: Now, you let Doug see you leave the library.
4: Well, let is a strong word, Benjamin. I believe while Dottie and I were escorting our lovely friend to the library, now, I had sent Doug away on a fruitless errand, but for some inexplicable reason, he reappeared on the path to the library and... I can't be too sure, Mm. but I think he saw us.
1: Well, this is... Certainly a turn of events. Do you think that perhaps Doug is still around the library at this moment?
4: Mm, perhaps.
1: Okay. Well, do you have perhaps any uh, Christmas decorations or something that perhaps you can give me? Perhaps we can uh, make a, a sort of deal about uh, I, myself coming to visit you to pick up some, and I'm going to like look at the body, <laughs> ornaments.
4: Yes. But why were we bringing this man to the library.
1: So he, sp- he spotted this uh, this uh, gentleman right here? Yes. Oh, this is a pickle. So oh. that
4: is what I am worried about. Yes. And perhaps we could tell him that this gentleman was a visiting Christmas product merchant. And he has sold us some Christmas items and been on his way.
1: Tell me, is Doug a clever man?
4: <laughs> Not particularly.
1: Well, if you feel that that would work on uh, someone, uh, perhaps nothing like a Matthew, then yes, then you have my <laughs> uh, apologies, blessing.
4: Oh, no apologies
1: <laughs> needed. Uh, well, that sounds that does sound like a yes, uh, a good plan.
4: I think that will suffice. If you can loan the library some of your Christmas decorations, I'm sure we can make that work.
1: Well, I'm sure I can find something in the truck and, uh, you know what, I'll make a stop by the uh, store later on to pick up some uh, replacements. So it might be best to keep up appearances.
4: Yes. Do you have anything on you at the moment that I could start putting out?
1: Not on my persons, but I'm sure I could take a quick trip to the truck to, uh, Hmm. everything that we have here at the moment is to kind of hide the, uh, mm, uh, guest of honor, Yes. but uh, yes. Uh, I'm sure I can find something in the truck.
4: That would be excellent. I did bring a-
2: along some wreaths that could be of use. I could add some mistletoe and oh
4: yes, take off the questionable um, herbs to make it look a bit more festive. Yes, good idea. Let's start with the mistletoe. Mm. Let's stage it so that we go out at the same time and I say something to you like, oh yes, so, so bring the gold tinsel, not the red tinsel that will be
1: good very good that sounds absolutely perfect to me uh,
4: i'll help sage put up wreaths and
3: stuff in the library to make it you know seem like we're doing something christmasy
1: awesome
0: Do you all leave at the same time or do you leave at different times or?
1: Mm. I I would say that it would probably be safer to leave at um, kind of uh, different intervals.
4: Yeah, slightly staggered.
1: Perhaps those with kind of the most urgency to leave first or Mm. perhaps actually um, it might be in our best interest to even send kind of like scouts out first to make sure that the coast is clear
0: do remember that since you are basically in an underground layer with the only entrance being in the restricted area which is only accessible by librarians that plan may have a few flaws
3: yeah which is why right. the scout okay, probably yeah. the best scout would be the librarian because you have a good reason to be at the library mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or at
0: least you should accompany whoever is like because otherwise there's no reason well, how did they even get in right
4: yeah i think our cover should be the library's Christmas committee Mm. and we've just had a quick meeting out the back in the restricted section, you know, so as not to bother the public. I'll tell you what,
1: perhaps uh, if you could uh, maybe float the idea to Mr. McMahon that we have some kind of uh, event perhaps. My children absolutely love this library and it would be wonderful to have some kind of Christmas performance or Mm. reading for the children and uh, we could be organizing something and maybe it was just our mistake for not wanting to uh, ruin the surprise for uh, Mr. McMahon. But uh, of
4: course I
1: feel like that would be a sufficient cover. Yes,
4: an excellent idea. Thank you, Benjamin.
1: Dottie, would you perhaps be able to provide refreshments or perhaps some um,
4: catering?
3: Yes. we could...
1: there perhaps for, yes. <laughs>
3: for an event? Catering. Uh, yes, yes, we could cater for the event. Absolutely. I'm sure that will be perfectly fine as long as you can pay for it, of course. I mean, I know it's a cover, but Still, food costs money.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate your business, Acumen, and I will I will more than be happy to pay for that.
3: Sounds perfect. I'm sure I can get my parents on board. Excellent.
1: Sage, you live uh, quite close to the, um, uh, what is that charming name we use for it? The Forest of Mysteries? Mm, such a pleasant name. Yes, yeah, quite delightful. Perhaps you could provide maybe some, the local foliage or perhaps maybe some trees to give it that that Christmas scent.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, i can find some baby christmas trees to put up yeah i'm sure i can throw something together yes you will be
4: our fresh plant merchant yes yes providing the christmas spirit excellent well
1: i think that we uh, are a in agreement and we have our cover yes now Very good. The only thing left to decide is, uh, well, who goes first?
4: I shall go first. And if you all follow, Mm -hmm. then we can make it appear as if we have just finished a business meeting.
1: Sounds good.
0: So is that all you want to discuss about? Is there anything else you would wish to touch on, Holder of the Tome or anyone else?
4: Yes, I would like to talk about the location or potential location of the next ritual, First things first, when will we have the next ritual? It must be at least 24 hours after this ritual and within one minute of noon. So we could do it tomorrow. However, it must be in a public place and we must make a lot of noise. And this time two sacrifices are required. So uh, I don't know what you think, Benjamin, but I think we need some people to take care of our sacrifices. And well, I suppose we could have it here again, this being a public place. Perhaps we could organize some sort of concert or some other reason for us to be making noise.
5: Mm.
4: What day is it today, do you reckon? Sorry, just out of games, the 23rd or
3: something today, or the 24th?
4: Are we aiming to, this is kind of out of game but are we aiming to raise soft on christmas because we can work back from that (laughs) i think that will be fun i think that will be fun okay so then so let's say it's the 21st maybe
3: Mm -hmm. okay so on the 22nd we need to make a big hullabaloo
2: is it possible to do it at night No. So it has to be a minute before noon, basically? It has
4: to be within the minute of noon. Okay.
1: That does put us in quite a peculiar position. Mm. Um, Indeed. Does it specify somewhere within that uh, holy scripture, perhaps, how we're meant to sacrifice these now two people?
4: There is nothing particularly specified. However, my preference would be to use this same knife on all the victims. Mm. At the very least, Mm. we need to collect their blood. and. do they have to be conscious mm. at the time of sacrifice. Hmm. I don't believe it says anything about that. So how public does this sacrifice need to be? The tome does specify that the sacrifices must be in a place where the public gather regularly. Um,
3: I have uh, sort of the opposite idea, actually. Maybe we're going about this the wrong way. Mm. Instead of thinking of a reason why people should gather in this one place, we should come up with a reason why they should be gathering somewhere else else so that Uh we can make a din and the sacrifices in a place where no one's around
2: Mm. i agree
3: even though it's a public gathering spot yes i agree how about could you convince matthew Mm -hmm.
4: to have a noon service absolutely i'm sure i could yes noon service tomorrow and we'll spread the word about the town and then well my cousins Won't go. Oh. Because they're not Christian. If it serves Soth, of course. Very good. So, if you can bring them here. Yes, to, yep, to the library. I will make sure, I will make sure there is no one here. And I will bring some things to aid us in our cleanup. Perhaps if we can all bring something to make a raucous noise with. Mm. And... Yes, this is sounding good.
1: Now, would you count perhaps? I apologize for interrupting, but, but would you perhaps uh, count a hymn of some sort to be a, a, a din? Mm, well, or perhaps some form of song.
4: It does not specify what kind of noise must be made.
1: I don't know about you. I can knock out a pretty, uh, a pretty fantastic carol of the bells. Excellent. Which I now realize I don't think actually has lyrics, but uh, I can make, I can make pretty good mouth percussion.
4: Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) The noise must just be very loud. Uh, But I think we should halt this conversation and deal with the matter at hand. By my count, it has been an hour since we've been down here. We should keep up appearances. Fair enough. I will be here for the rest of the working day. Uh, So if anybody thinks of any new ideas or problems that we might need to discuss we can do so. Otherwise, I will arrange for the service tomorrow at noon. If you can all spread the word Dottie, you will bring your cousins to the library, yes? Yes. Excellent. And uh, we shall all prepare to make noise. Yes, excellent. Very good. Right, we better get out there.
0: So you, you come out of you come out of the basement then?
4: Yeah, come out of the basement. I'll put the tome of soft away. You just see me sort of going into a dark corner in the restricted section, and then I will lead the rest of you out. Back into the library.
0: So you're all going together?
4: That's the plan A. Yeah. While talking about organizing a
2: Christmas event.
0: Yeah. So as you exit the restricted section and Kath turns around to lock it in, it's like mm-hmm. these big glass and wooden doors with letters written in big bold restricted section, no unauthorized access. You all notice two things. The first thing you notice is that sitting in a relatively far away um, table with a large book in front of her face but her eyes are clearly above the book line and they seem to be staring at you is an old woman. She has a walker next to her as well and like a small purse, like a pink purse and she looks to be wearing this floral kind of dress. Regardless, she's kind of just staring at you and when you meet her eyes she immediately just covers her face behind the book. Do you do anything or do you ignore her?
4: Do we recognise this
0: woman? You can't you couldn't really see most of her face. It was only just her eyes staring at you that you noticed. And she doesn't seem to be actively trying to approach you or anything. The other thing you notice is that from another room in the library, you see the huffing and puffing face and body and all that is Doug just walking up towards you. But before that happens, do you do anything with the old lady?
1: I am going to exclaim very loudly just uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Miss Kathleen Ford these uh, brilliant uh, ornaments and uh, and such for this Christmas party that we'll be showing. Now, remember, we're all keeping this a secret from Doug, and we hope to at least uh, spruce up the place and make it look all beautiful before we uh, talk about the uh, readings that are going to be happening in the weekend. Oh, Benjamin! I have some favorite books for my kids.
4: Benjamin, keep your voice down. Doug's right over there.
1: Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely sorry uh, there, Miss Wilbur.
4: <laughs> oh, not a problem, but thank you very much much for your help i'm sure this will be a very special event for the children
1: no problem Ah, now i still have a few things to collect from my truck but i will go and uh, bring some of those in so we can start uh, decorating
0: yes excellent it is just as you're leaving that doug stops before you all uh, very timidly smiling at you ben and just kind of ignoring the other two turning instead to our dearest Kath and saying so this is this is kind of like a rotund kind of man short probably short and most of you and you know got a small mustache and a bit, definitely sweaty he's been walking a bit thanks to Kath <laughs> uh, doesn't look particularly happy and he just says <sighs> Um, Gat- Kathleen, um, w- w- what... Oh, gosh! Yes, um, um uh, firstly, Annie just kind of shows you this little paper. You got
4: the books, I trust?
0: No, no, I, I haven't been able to find the oh. list of of, 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 of books you, you, you gave me.
4: Oh, dear. Did I not give you the list?
0: He kind of purses his lips, kind of tries to stand up super all says no kathleen you did not give me the list um i, I almost went all the way to the neighboring town and, and came back you, you know how much I, I don't like walking um
4: oh dougie i do apologize where where are my brains today just feather brained my goodness must be that time of the month eh what oh uh, <laughs> never you mind
0: uh, okay, um, b- uh, but...
4: Now, let me see where that list might be.
0: Well, no, 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 wait, wait, Kathleen, wait. Um, s- s- uh, s- yes. since, since you're here already, um, I'm sure you can attend to it. I mean, I thought you had something urgent to uh, deal with, but I see you here with, um... Why are you here with...?
4: Oh, well, we were just having a little meeting about a, um, a party that may or may not be happening.
0: Oh, oh uh, a party? His eyes kind of glow and he kind of licks his lips. Um, will there be f- food?
4: Yes, of course. That's why I invited lovely Dottie to this meeting. But, oh, silly me, I've said too much already. I forgot you're not supposed to know. Uh,
0: it, it's okay. I, you, you know me, uh, Kathleen. And he gives you like a slice. I can keep a secret. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with secrets.
4: Ah, oh, praise. Off, indeed. Sorry. I said, "Praise God, indeed."
0: uh, uh, uh no, I, I don't. I don't think you did.
4: Oh, didn't I? What did I say?
0: uh, uh I'm, I'm not sure. It, it, it didn't have any syllables in the word um "God." Oh,
4: no. I. Oh <laughs> well, that's what I meant to say, anyway.
0: Uh, I, I see. Um, uh, okay, uh, th- th- that, 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 uh, okay, um, sh- yes, P- praise, praise God. Um, will, will your uh, husband be uh, coming?
4: Oh, of course. Uh, but, oh, before I forget, uh, Matthew has decided to hold an impromptu noon service tomorrow. In fact, he'll probably be having many services in the lead up to Christmas Day. Uh, won't you be joining?
0: Oh, um... That That is that is unfortunate. Uh, I have a lot of administrative things to do in, in the library. Uh, you know oh. how things have been going. We're drawing books for the next year and dealing with you forgetting yes. to give me lists.
4: Oh, I do apologise about that, Dougie. Uh, why don't I repay you for my mistake by taking on your administrative work tomorrow? Y-
0: you would do that?
4: Well, of course. I listen to Matthew's sermons every night at home. I don't need to hear them again.
0: Uh, he he, he kind of, like, his face feels a bit downfall when you say that. And he says he, he, he's going to be at the, uh, the p- party as well.
4: well. I'm sure he will.
0: Right. Uh, Of course. Perhaps I uh, I think it's okay. I I can do the um work necessary. Uh, oh
4: no! Uh, I insist. You deserve a day off after the runaround I've given
0: you. Well, perhaps uh, perhaps we could do it together.
4: Ah! What a novel idea! <laughs> um, perhaps I I think that you should do that together. That sounds good, actually. You should do oh. that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> do you now,
4: well, I shall have to check with my husband, of course, that he, he doesn't mind, but I'm, I'm sure he will understand, as this is a strictly professional relationship.
0: <laughs> Several emotions cross through um, Doug's face. <laughs>
4: um, uh, yes, I'm, I'm quite sure. Uh, in fact, why don't we meet at the library bright and early tomorrow morning, and if we work together, perhaps we can get that work done in time for Matthew's midday sermon. Oh, uh... uh... Well, if you, if Doug wants to be
3: there still at noon, perhaps he could taste test some of the food that I'll be making for the party. Oh,
4: I see, Dotty. Oh, of course. What a wonderful idea. Oh, you would enjoy that, wouldn't you, Doug?
0: his eyes are like gleaming. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> if uh, I'm, you know, you know what they say, I'm the best taste tester in Collinsville. Yes.
4: Yes, I'm sure you taste wonderful. Lee! Yes.
0: Sorry? The food.
4: Yes, and now remind me again, Doug, you are unmarried,
0: yes? Um, th- no, but Dottie, um, what, what, that, that was, um, what do they call it? Like um um, um, like a, like a, like a tongue slip thing. Um,
4: oh, a Freudian slip, <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, that, 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 that thing, R- right? Yeah. Like oh doug you intellectual you oh uh, yes i've i've been reading a whole book recently um and it's been uh very long
4: wondrous wow
3: yes. i don't know much about the tongue slips uh, you'll have to teach me about them sometime.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Mm. i'm sure tongues will be used in the taste testing tomorrow uh, uh, it's settled then doug's
1: suspicion just dropped it is gone <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's he's quite
0: happy he's like he's kind of like um uh, oh um uh, of course daddy uh, uh, uh yes i i'll be there on on, on the dot yes on the dot. <laughs> 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 Uh, but, 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 um, Kath, um, just, just so you know, um, this is the restricted diction, and, 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 uh, yes. y- you should maybe not have, um, non-librarians inside, uh, uh, people could think you're, and he looks around for a moment, and then lowers his voice and says, people could think you're a communist.
4: <gasps> oh, my God goodness I had not thought of that Doug you are wise uh,
0: y- y- thank you yes uh, of course um, and I, and I can I, uh, and I can use my tongue as well um, uh, uh, proficient proficiently
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: to, to eat uh, to eat food uh, uh, it- and, and yes. taste food. Yes, I, I, I'll Excellent. be. I'll be. I'll be uh, going now. Um. Um. I. I, I, I will. I will s- see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah.
1: Really stuck the landing there, Doug.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god.
1: Cool. So
4: you got a sacrifice. Yeah. You got one. Yeah. Nice. Like yes, indeed, there. and
0: you all did delightfully with your uh, mask of sanity rules. You know, slip something in, Isabel as well. That was very appropriate as well. Because if you didn't, I would have like, yeah. So anyone who participates in the conversation has to essentially yeah. awesome. So uh, from this point onwards, table talk rules will come into play. If you are saying something, giving advice, information within a scene, you must either be in that scene and do so in character, or you must not do so. I mean, you can, you you can still do it if if you think it's really important you can but there will be consequences through suspicion uh the one other thing is that if a player if, if a cultist acts upon information that you possibly could not have known then again increase in suspicion so after each conversation we assign how much suspicion was gained through that conversation and I, I will be doing this behind the scenes after this conversation but just so you know how it works i will go through the questions that i need to answer and determine suspicion so the first question is did the cultist pull it off lawlessly as in the conversation I, I i definitely think you did you really appeal to your feminine wiles if, if that's <laughs> <laughs> D- <laughs> yep. dog's
1: a dog yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's minus two suspicion. So whenever you pull off a conversation flawlessly, <gasps> that's minus Yay! two suspicion. The next question is: Will the deceived supporting character think about it later? Unfortunately, given the, given what you invited him to <laughs> and the connotations, he will most definitely spend all of today thinking about it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All day and all night.
0: (laughs) So that's one plus suspicion. Was the deception pretty comprehensively botched? No, it was not. It was done quite well. And finally, is the cultist clearly connected to recent horrible crimes? No, no one knows about the recent horrible crimes yet. Awesome.
4: Nice. So is that six suspicion or? Yes, we currently have six,
0: right? Yes. So if you're in a conversation and you fail to use the mask of sanity rules, I gain suspicion equal to your clarity. Uh. Fortunately for you, in this situation, you all did use the mask of sanity rules, so I did not gain any suspicion. Boo. The very final bit of this part of the game is creating your compulsion. Each of you has a compulsion. This is something you have to do at least once per day, but it creates problems for you. If you don't do it, your cultist gains one point of clarity. Compulsions cannot be cured. Keep your compulsion secret from the other players, but let them discover what it is as you play through roleplay. So I'm going to send you all of your compulsions randomly now. Also note that some or most of your compulsions will require you to have an NPC related to it. You can basically create a new supporting character, if that's okay with the rules of your compulsion, or choose an already existing supporting character. So, as Keeper, my dear cultists, this is the last time I will be helping you. You still have three, I repeat, three rituals to perform. You also have many obligations and so very many compulsions to fulfill. It's fine if you skip them, remember, however, that there will be consequences to doing so. So I ask you the question that all Keepers ask their players at one point or another. What do you do next?
4: I would like to speak to Kathleen, Ooh, okay. When in the day do you envision this? Let's say the evening after the library has closed. Yeah, cool. Cool.
0: So, Michaela, mm-hmm. because you're the scene creator, if you will, so set up set the scene up for us. Like, where is it happening? When?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So once the library is closed and Doug has left as well, yeah. I request that Kathleen let me in after hours so that it can speak with her.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any location Kathleen that you usually yeah. speak with people? Or are you just going to speak in the general like library vicinity now that it's closed and no one's in there?
4: Yeah I think we can just speak in the general library vicinity like it's it's all locked up like I feel like you would have knocked on the window. I was just there finishing up my work but nobody else is there so I'm not worried about privacy.
0: Totally yeah to, to set the scene everybody this is a huge library. The creator of the town, the founder of the town was a sub some would say benevolent individual he was quite as as our dearest benji knows he was quite rich and he used this richness to make this town what he envisioned like a great town to be and as a wise old british like white-haired britishman that involved having a huge library with books that he may never come to yet books and so the library that you see is this huge marble building with columns surrounding it entering it clearly puts you in a different world with these huge shelves full of books like hundreds and hundreds of books and of course as with like huge libraries they are not like limited to one room there's multiple rooms multiple sections and some which are organized by the Dewey Decimal System and some which are not the librarians have yet to get to them and may never get to them regardless Sage, as you enter you know exactly what kathleen is this has happened multiple times before you've met as a cult as well here and as your temple is within this place you're all relatively well familiar with the area perhaps the only place that you are not intimately familiar with is the restricted section that's only because kathleen tends to usher you out of it very soon after all your cultist meetings so do you have a room, Kathleen?
4: Yeah, I guess there's probably like a back room in the library.
0: Yeah, so tell us, tell us a bit about the back room. This is, I imagine, where yeah. you'd want to meet with, dearest Sage.
4: Yeah, so the back room is really just a large closet with uh, like backup copies of some popular books, some reference information, and like files of the library's records and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Sage take it away
4: kathleen um thank you thank you so much for letting me in
2: of course i i want to say i'm holding a a handful of witch hazel and i guess kathleen wouldn't know this Mm. but witch hazel can be used to find lost items so i'm just holding on to that in case i need it so kathleen i have a few questions about tomorrow's ritual yes and I feel that it's best if I consult the Tome of Soth myself um, to see if there's anything that I can contribute to this
4: ritual. <laughs> you may ask me about the Tome of Soth, but I fear that you would not be able to decipher it. I, I, I just, I need to see it. I need to look
2: at it. I need to touch it. If you can, please just let me see it
4: briefly. Just five minutes is all I need. Your fervor is... I understand. Yes. Praise but, Soth. Uh, praise Soth. <laughs> praise Soth indeed. But as someone who loves and worships Soth, you will understand that only the holder of the tome may look upon it. But what if there's something that you missed? Um,
2: I have so many herbs and potions. Maybe there's something that can make the
4: ritual more effective. Maybe there's something you've missed. I have looked over these rituals many times, I assure you, Sage, and none of them make any mention of herbs. I see, I see. Um, so, so
2: tomorrow, will you be bringing the Tome of Soth with you? I will. I see. Okay. Um, I suppose then you may glance at it. Yes, I would love that
4: so much. Of course. Well, I, I suppose I'll leave you to do your duties. Excellent. And you are in no doubt about your responsibilities between now and tomorrow. Yes, it is very clear. I will bring my
2: djembe drums to contribute to the Excellent. ritual.
4: Very good.
2: Well, pray Soth. Yes, pray Soth, praise Soth. Um, okay, so I'm going to leave and I'm going to try and walk past the restricted area. <laughs> and I'm going to try and open the door.
4: I feel like I would see you doing this. Yeah, yeah that's that's why I'm pausing because <laughs> okay, yeah. it might be locked as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sage? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, yes. Um, don't mind don't mind me. I just I lost my way um anyway see you tomorrow Indeed. Yes. yes have a good evening kathleen <laughs> you too <laughs> okay. and i just scurry out scurry out the library and yeah close the door behind me
4: yeah i'd like to just make sure that the restricted section is locked before i leave the library that night
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep it's under lock and key as usual only you and Doug have the keys uh, to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a spare set of keys and, and, you know, kept under a whole other safe, just in case, you know, if somebody forgets it. Um, but otherwise, yeah.
1: Mm. Um. Well, I, I guess my priority at this moment is that I've got a body in the back of the truck and I've got to get rid of it. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs>
4: that's probably a scene.
1: So picture in your mind, if you will, you know, there's going to kind of be a moment where as he leaves, Benji finds this kind of like clarity just takes a deep breath as as he does uh, when he's kind of like, you know, putting his persona on his facade, his face, if you will. And then he kind of gives like a good smile, chucks everything into the back of the truck, including like the diff- the other bags filled with decorations for the day and such closes the back of the um the truck the truck of course i think i mentioned is mine but i think it makes a little bit more sense that perhaps it's like jeeves's utility truck Mm, right like uh you know this is the stuff that he kind of uses to get stuff done for you know whenever he goes uh, grocery shopping or picking up um stuff for our house so i'll jump into there i'll crank on the radio and i'll be making my way over to the forest of mysteries to dispose of the body
0: yeah, yeah. So this is what you would call a summary scene. You don't really have to roleplay it. Instead, it's kind of like a summarization or a description of the scene, like an aside or a monologue. And you do get to the uh, outside, the outskirts of the forest. Like, how do you plan on disposing of this body?
1: Um, well, I think the kind of key thing about Benji or, or Benjamin is that, you know, he is a very um, charismatic person. So occasionally you'd be like, <each> <coughs> ah, Mrs. Uh uh whoever good uh, good afternoon to you i hope you're having a fantastic day boy those uh that eggs benedict sure looks lovely you know as he's kind of like calling out just like you know pointing out some people like he's familiar with Mm -hmm. yeah and just you know generally having like a like a gay old time he's he's happy he's trying to show that there's nothing untoward going on at this moment there's no reason to be suspicious he will wave or tip his like imaginary hat to the police officers that he drives past and then find kind of a, a a portion of the forest in between the estates, you know, because it, it's quite a kind of Wayne Manor type to do. Like there's a lot of road between town and and the estate. And of course, he doesn't want to be too close to the estate as well. Of course. And he will kind of go for a walk, which may take a few hours and eventually um, find a portion of this the forest, perhaps a dip in a hill and then unzip the bag and kind of just roll the body down the hill down this kind of like this area which is a little bit harder to get to he isn't going to waste too much time uh, burying the body after all we've only got a few more days till soft so by then all of this won't be a big deal Um, and he'll like spend maybe a bit of time kind of grabbing a bits of the bracken or the bush and just like do his best to cover it up. But then, of course, cover his own tracks. There's almost a strange sense of confidence about him as he's doing this as well. He'll cover his tracks in a way that suggests that maybe perhaps it was an accident Gotcha. Um, that he'd stumbled down here on his own accord
0: so you, you you find yourself in the ravine and you pull him out of the bag is that correct Yep, that's one do you kind of just push him over or do you put him on your shoulders to throw over or
1: well, i think you know a, a, again like there is almost a kind of a strange confidence to the way that benji does things he'll like lift him up kind of like check him over pat him down and stuff and then just kind of he- <laughs> and just let, let him drop down the ravine?
0: Before dropping him, do you say any last words to him?
1: Uh I will say, um <clears throat> thank you for all that you've done and uh, just let us know that the township of Collinsville absolutely appreciates your sacrifice. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> just like And you push it. as as you do, Benji, and you can't you, you still don't know if you really saw this, but you—you you swear you saw uh, as you push the body. The body kind of turns around, like you know, it, it just falls down, and you notice that you see a glance of his face, and you see distinctively what looks to be a very delightfully grinning face, teeth showing, eyes wide. Even though you swear you close his eyes, and, like just a grinning face as the body tumbles down into the ravine.
1: Okay, yeah, for a brief moment, I will accept that as. Maybe perhaps a blessing and I'm kind of going to let the facade drop for a a moment. I'm just going to breathe deep and say, hmm be to start then start back on and then I'll just like doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo, start walking back to the truck oh yeah
0: and and before we end your scene as you're heading down I imagine you're going back to the estate
1: actually I will check the time and just make sure that I have um enough time like because it's just around why well, I can't imagine this would have taken me more than say two hours
0: yeah yeah it's it's not even sunset yet
1: yeah I wanted to give myself like a like I parked the truck and I walked for like a bit of time so it wasn't just like slightly off the beaten path.
0: Okay. I'm going to say in that case let's 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 mix this up a bit. So you're just walking through the forest, I imagine. Yeah. You you come across an opening very soon. You're just you know admiring the forest, admiring perhaps what will happen to the forest once your great lord and savior sorts descends upon the world and you notice a woman who immediately notices your presence and she kind of turns to look at you and you recognize her to be your sister, your estranged sister.
4: Did Myrtle witness something incriminating? Can the cultists distract the town and perform the second ritual? And will they go on to summon Soth? Find out in the next episode of
0: Don't Forget Your Towel
5: oh. hey. right. I'm on sorry I'm
0: If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel podcast, and through email at DFYTPodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider supporting us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready!